Catholics Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Beginning July 1st, each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to, by major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priests will offer prayers for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we'll hear the beautiful stories of faith from listeners like you. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live here. My name is Tim Moser. We'd like to thank Father Paul Dukesher for spending the last half hour with us. Uh, or 29 minutes, as I said. He got caught by a train, so he was a minute late. But <laughs> it was great. And what a wonderful segment. Um, thanks to all our listeners who also called in. Tonya from the tractor. Boy, I'm glad someone in that family's working, Aaron, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everyone else. So thank you again so much. All right. Well, hour number two, we're going to welcome and join Eric Gallagher is with us. Eric, how are you doing today? Very good. Thanks for having me, Tim. Wonderful. Garrick? Garrick. Sorry, I work with someone called Garrick. Forgive me for calling you Garrick, Eric. You don't mind if I put a G-A-R in front of your name, do you? <laughs> you can call me whatever you need no, to call I, me. I apologize. I apologize. Well, anyway, uh, discipleship. You're a D-Camp director for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background. Sure. I'm a... I'm married to my wife, Desiree. I have four children, and we live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Um, and I work for the diocese as the director of youth discipleship and evangelization, which basically entails 
Um, in our diocese, we just have one person that oversees kind of all those efforts with the junior high, high school youth, so anything religious education, youth ministry, some events. Um, yeah, my, my role primarily for the last four or five years has been helping parishes to to offer more of a, a discipleship-focused uh, ministry effort, um, really in response to the DCAMs, which I know we'll be talking about, but that 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 life of faith after after conversion. And so for those young people who are searching to go deeper in their faith and their life of prayer, uh, my role is to help parishes really establish a place for that to happen mm-hmm. within their parishes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Eric, you know, maybe before you even go any further, some people might not quite understand. We talk about discipleship. Tell us, what does discipleship mean? What is it? Yeah, there. I mean, it's really the moment when when we encounter encounter Christ, and there's this invitation to drop your nets and to follow after Him. And the 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 passage we often use in at our camps and such is um, when it's like finding the treasure hidden in the fields, mm-hmm. and when one finds it, they they. They leave and sell all that they have to go and purchase the land. And so our, our hope and often is to first create that encounter, that, that moment where they do discover that treasure, the, the font of grace that comes from Christ. And and then we need to be really available and prepared to, to help people go and sell what they have. And so to be a disciple is, is to follow, to be taught, and, and that just requires... A journey, a relationship, and, and all kinds of aspects, but but ultimately a, a relationship of love that requires sacrifice and gift along the way. Mm-hmm. What about some people, Eric, who might be sitting out there saying, "I'm not worthy." I go back to Peter, Luke four, Luke five, when they're out into the deep, right? And Peter realizes and says, "Lord, leave me. I'm a sinful man." What would you say to the person that's going, I, "I'm not worthy of God." You know, you talk about I need to follow Him, Eric. You know, and I need to drop everything, but He doesn't want me. What would you say to them? Yeah, and the reality is, he comes to us. I, I think that's that's the gift that when when we discover that truth is is that we he makes us worthy. He he helps us to become worthy. Um, that's the beautiful gift. I think oftentimes people struggle with prayer, um, but they once they kind of recognize that that Christ has first even called them to be in that place of prayer, to be open to that. Um, then, then we begin to be more open and, and feel more more capable of receiving. Um, but we we really have to recognize, yeah, what needs to be done, um, we can't do. And if we if we trace through salvation history, we can find that like it, it was necessary for Christ to come and do that um, because we we do we are we're incapable of it in our own in our own capacity, and so we must rely upon Him and then. Exactly. So it reminds me of John 15, right? The vine and the branches. You know, apart from the, the vine, you can do nothing. Where the branches, and it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you, Jesus says, to go and bear fruit that will last. Yes, absolutely. Wow. So we're all called to discipleship. Tell us a little more, bit about discovering this whole idea of how we are called to discipleship and what that looks like in a, in a person's life. Yeah. I mean, our, our hope with, with the work that we do um, through our offices is, is through, I think, Firstly, our own witness, and so as as people who are called to evangelize, we 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 really must first live that out. There mm-hmm. needs to be something that kind of opens opens people up to this beautiful reality, and and I think it, for with young people, once they meet really an authentic witness, a person of, of true peace and true joy, um, and they get to know them, they get to know that. 
um, it's it's not just because they were dealt a good hand or that yeah. they like everything is perfect in their life. They they realize that they as well are are broken and, and have suffered, and they they do have a cross that they're carrying as well. But they still have peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes a person to question where 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 are you getting that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where, exactly. where can I get some? That's right. And then that's I think where the truth comes in, and and the church would would call that the then there's this opportunity for the initial proclamation to say, well, let me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. And and we discover that through through that process. And it does take time and, and it does require God to kinda show up and, and poke at things and and shake us up a little bit and and as I think if if we become a people that are just more aware in our lives and more open and, and taking time to pay attention to what's going on. Um, I think God in, in so many other ways than just like just the, so many other ways than just that simple conversation. I think God can reveal Himself to us. Um, but that's that's definitely through a ministry aspect. We just strive to provide that that relationship, that channel for that to happen. Mm-hmm. So true, Eric. I think back all the way to you know Paul the Sixth, Evangelium Nuntiandi, and and even a Francis just a year or two ago, always talking about that joyful witness will raise questions in the lives of others because we all want to be joyful, we all want to be happy. So I think that's great. And of course, this is a great advice for parents too because I, I know a lot of parents who are just at their wits' end. How in the world do I pass my faith along to their kids? You know, and, and I always say, well, the best thing to do: love God and love your spouse. You know, th- be a joyful witness of family, and that's going to help attract your kids. That's where we start. How else can parents pass it on to their children, Eric? Yeah, I mean, the studies really show that our, our young people are are attracted to to the journey, to mm-hmm. to seeking truth, to seeking purpose, and um, you, you can have all the best things in the whole world, but the the thing that's most attractive is that we're going somewhere, and that there's a newness to things in our life, and. I think if parents can live out a, a, the Christian faith in, a, in the way that it's intended to be, light, it, it's new and it's, it's refreshing along the way, and there's there's a constant flow of grace and, and joy within it. And I, I think if we can live that out, that's that's the greatest challenge of in it all. I think as parents is is we 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 understand that we have to be faithful as well. I can't. We, we can. I've known many parents who struggle with that, where they didn't. They realize that they themselves didn't really get it, but they wanted their kids to get it, mm-hmm. um, which is a beautiful gift. But they just want to encourage the parents to, in the same way that we're encouraging their their children, <laughs> to mm-hmm. to go and seek it out and and to not give up. Right. Um, and and that that I think is it, it's very simple. I, I think just simply striving to do that. Um, the studies show it, it really does become pretty a, a simple process, although it's deep and it's profound, um, but just striving to be authentic and, and search for peace in your life. I think if parents are committed to that and bringing their kids into that with them, I, I think it can be incredibly valuable and, and influential in their lives. Yeah, so true. Again, just that joy, that joyful witness. You know, uh, Paul the Sixth also talked about. You know, people want more witnesses than teachers this day. So you don't have to have a degree in theology. Live that joyful witness. Yes, know your faith, but live it and love it. Wow. Talking with Eric Gallagher about youth discipleship from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, Eric, let, let's turn a little bit to uh, your discipleship camp. Uh, tell us a little bit about how it formed, how it started, and a little bit about the camp, please. Sure. We've we've had this discipleship camp going on in our diocese now. This is actually, I think, the, the 31st summer wow. um, that we've had these camps going on. It was actually started by a man by the name of Dave Kinsman, who was, he was a parish youth minister that wanted an opportunity for his for his kids uh, within his parish 
Um, and then it ended up growing so big because he was open to inviting other people into it. It grew big enough where eventually it, it just made sense that the diocese um, kind of take it over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we've had it now for maybe the diocese has run it for about 20 years. Um, and it, yeah, it started as, as a simple parish event, and now it's, it's kind of quickly become that staple event that those that the priests within our diocese and many of the families within our diocese know. If, if you want your kid to be surrounded and exposed to a community of, of faith and, and, and a place to encounter Christ, like D-Camp is really that place where you can make the investment to send them to there and, and have the D-Camp experience, you might say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so true. I know uh, I have friends uh, younger than I am uh, who uh, there's some called uh, D Week, same type of thing in the Diocese of Crookston. And these, they loved going every year. It was a safe place, you know, as far as to, to share your faith. They learned a lot. They realized that other people their age actually, you know, live the faith and love the faith. I think sometimes in this day and age, we think we're out there alone, right? You're a 15, 14, 13 year old. Child, a kid, you know, and it's like, am I going to be laughed at if I live my faith? Am I going to be, you know, scorned? I mean, I think there's a lot of that going on out there too, isn't there, Eric? Yeah, we we're actually at one of our camps right now, and we, one of the first things we ask the students is what they're excited about. Mm-hmm. And and that gal who who had been here before, her comment was, "I'm excited that I get to be myself." Wow. And and there, there's all the this pressure, I think, and and it's just it's hard mm-hmm. to with all the judgments and the way people respond to things, it's hard to know what to do and when. And here, there's just a freedom, I think, to, to be yourself and, and to be present and just receive. Boy, that is great. We all need to live that authentic freedom. Well, Eric, let's get to the details of camp. Who can attend? What age levels and all that kind of stuff? Sure. we've It's grown over the years, and so now we have two high school camps. So okay. anyone who's going into um, grades 9 through 12 can attend a camp um, in June or in July, and and then we have one camp for junior high students, and and that's anyone that's going into seventh and eighth grade. And then we do because of their experience, we have many people that come back to serve as counselors. Um, we also have the Totus Tuus program in our diocese, and they many of those teachers will take a week or two out of their summer and um, assist with the camps as well. So it's it's a combination of many of those things. Many many times, youth ministers and priests from around the diocese help out as well. So it, it kind of becomes multi-generational over time as people are, it's, it's the place where they find peace and joy, so they, they want to come back and serve and give to those who have, who are coming today as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, if, if someone wants to, uh, is it too late to sign up this year, I guess, for a campus? Or I guess the July one, can people still sign up for that? So the high school July one is is over full. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why that one's so much more popular than this one, but it, I think it's just date of the year. But <laughs> yeah, the, the high school one in July is full, and we got a quite a long waiting list on there. The junior high one still has some spots. Um, so yeah, if they if they want to get signed up for that junior high one, there's there's definitely still space. Okay, we got about a minute left, Eric. Any any takeaways you want, or anything you want parents or possible campers to know about uh, discipleship camp? Yeah, I would. I would just ask for prayers um, for those that are that are here and, and going to camp this week. Um, these you know, many of them have been to camp before, and their their consistent like concern is, is I want to be able to live this out outside of camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just encourage parishes and families to to meet with kids who have these kinds of experiences and to 
to strive to find ways to help them to continue to grow in their faith outside of these events. I think many dioceses do good events like this, but what these young people are really longing for is, is how to find peace in ordinary Christian life. Right, exactly. It'll be what we call one of those mountaintop experiences, and then we have to come down from the mountain, right, from the transfiguration, and live it out in our daily lives. And And I think that's great to have that support, even when they come back from discipleship uh, camp, so that they can continue to live that and that authentic freedom all times. Well, Eric, thank you again so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Sure, thanks for having me. All right, that's Eric Gallagher, Diocese of Sioux Falls, Discipleship Camp. All right, well, coming up next, it's time to take the 10-minute tour around our area of local events. Later in the show, Dr. Carol Brown of the Sioux Falls Diocese will show the beauty of a place she calls the Garden of Eden. More when Real Presence Live continues after this. Live, engaging, and local, that's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Beginning next week, Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, including Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Buren, Father Randall Kazel, and Father Brian Cuiava. From brand new locations, including the University of Mary in Bismarck, St. Philip's Church in Bemidji, and Abbey of the Hills in Marvin, South Dakota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear the positive and inspirational stories five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning July 1st. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from Mystic Monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. And Heart of Your Legacy, where as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, 
to Real Presence Live with Tim Mosher. Now it is time for one of our favorite events. Ah, here it comes. Here it comes. Ah, there we go. Start your car. Let's get in. It's a beautiful day for a ride. Let's take that 10-minute tour of events in our area. We'd like to welcome to the show Vanessa from Gillette, Wyoming, talking about the St. John Paul II Golf Tournament. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We'll be having our John Paul II Catholic School um, 11th Annual Scramble for Golf Tournament on Friday, July 19th at the Belknap Golf Course in Gillette, Wyoming. Great. Tell us tell us more about it. Okay, so we have uh, ways where you can advertise your business through um, different sponsorships um, with many different ranges of prices. We also have um, where you can enter into... Our golf tournament, there's an entry fee of $600 per team. Um, the deadline's Wednesday, July 11th, and it's limited to our first 36 teams. The entry fee does include a cart, lunch, and flag prizes. And you can get our... Uh, and and the, uh, the proceeds go to, the, to benefit the school, if I remember right. Yes, all the proceeds do go to the school. Um, you can get the registration forms on our John Paul II website and at our school office. Or you can call 307-686-4114, correct? Yes, yes, exactly. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much. We appreciate that. Best wishes for your tournament. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Mother-daughter days in Hankinson, North Dakota. You can join the Franciscan Sisters of Dilligan for their annual mother-daughter retreat. It's scheduled for June 27th through the 29th at the St. Francis Retreat Center in Hankinson, North Dakota. The theme is Come to My Heart. Register at ndfranciscan at yahoo.com or by calling or texting 701-208-1245. That's 701-208-1245. All right, next up, St. Benedict's Parish Festival in Duluth, Minnesota. Everyone is invited to St. Benedict's in Duluth on Thursday, July 11th for their parish festival. The evening begins with Mass at 5.15, followed by food, games, and fellowship. I love that, food, games, and fellowship. Food, fellowship, and fun. Youngsters will enjoy the bounce house and obstacle course, and everyone will enjoy the food. A pig roast, hot dogs, and floats will be provided. Parishioners are asking to bring the side dishes. So, I love this. It's just like we used to do when I was a kid. If your last name begins with a letter from A to C, bring a salad. If your last name begins with D to R, bring veggies or fruit or chips. And if your last name begins with an S to Z, then bring a hearty side dish such as potatoes and beans. Everyone is invited. I got to tell you, I love these parish festivals. I, I have some of the best times because it really is the old-fashioned. Here we are. We're working. We're, we're, we're having a lot of fun. We're doing it together as a parish. So again, this is St. Benedict's in Duluth, July 11th. will be their parish festival, beginning with Mass, 515. Food, games, fellowship, fun. Youngsters, you'll have a bounce house there, obstacle course, and of course, great food, a pig roast, Hot dogs and floats will be provided. Again, parishioners are asking to bring the side dishes. If your last name begins with A to C, bring a salad. D to R, bring veggies, fruit, or chips. Or S to Z, bring a hearty side dish such as potatoes or beans. That's St. Benedict's Parish Festival in Duluth, Minnesota, Thursday, July 11th. 
Again, join in on this festival. I love our parish picnic every year. It's a great way to get together with your parish, a great way to bring something and have a lot of fun. Again, July 11th, Thursday, St. Benedict's in Duluth. All right. We have Max on the phone to talk about St. Vincent de Paul's Spearfish Sasquatch Baseball Night. Tell us about this, Max. Well, this Friday night, June 28th, the Spearfish Sasquatch uh, will take on the Casper Horseheads in a dynamic uh, baseball game. And the Sasquatch are very uh, community-oriented, very family-friendly, and they've given uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Conference here that serves Spearfish and Belfouche an opportunity to generate some funds to help provide uh, some help to the neighbors in need. And uh, we're really grateful for that. Uh, gates open at 5.35 p.m. The first pitch is at 6.35. And if you want your tickets in advance, you can go online to spearfishsasquatch.com and uh, enter the promo code SVDP. Select your uh, section and seats and check out. That's all there is to it. Now, in the event that you don't... Uh, get online and get your tickets. You can still help uh, the conference here. When you buy your tickets at the gate, just tell them you'd like to uh, support the SVDP uh, uh, effort, and they will take care of it right there as you come in the gate. So either way, uh, I might also mention that the theme for Friday night's game is Star Wars. So dust off those old lightsabers you've got tucked away in the closet. Come on down and uh, cheer on the Spearfish Sasquatch while you help St. Vincent de Paul help our neighbors in need. Hope to see you there. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great day. Can't go wrong. Max, that sounds like a great idea to Star Wars theme night on June 28th and a great, great cause, St. Vincent de Paul. So get out there and have a great time at the ballpark. Thanks so much, Max. We appreciate it. You bet. All right, next up, we have a four-person golf scramble. Tis the season. Bob is going to tell us about the Knights of Columbus golf scramble. Bob, welcome. Hey, good morning. Tell us about the Moorhead Casey's golf scramble. Well, what we've got, uh, we've been doing this for a lot of years now, and once again, the whole proceeds from this event will be supporting the St. Vincent de Paul Society uh, out of Moorhead. So a great chance to help out those in need in our community. Uh, registration will start at uh, noon on uh, this coming Thursday, the 27th. It's a shotgun start at 1 o'clock. Still looking for more teams. It is a 14 scramble. Uh, the entry fee is $75 per person. We'll have uh, mulligan tickets, a couple mulligans available for another $10. And that ticket also includes uh, not only your round of golf with the cart, but also a drink ticket at the Gilworth BFW afterwards, along with a steak fry uh, at the Gilworth BFW. So always a great time. Still looking for more teams. So if people are interested in playing, they can uh, uh, reach me via email, uh, rollersbob, that's R-O-E-R-S, bob, at gmail.com, or they can uh, text me also, 701-866-9086. So again, just looking for a great turnout. If you don't want to golf, uh, not a problem. You're certainly welcome to come to the Steak Fry afterwards, and we can charge $15 for the Steak Fry dinner afterwards so a great time just to let's hope for good weather huh absolutely that's a can't go wrong there bob that's for sure so you mentioned a couple mulligans anyway i can buy a dozen mulligans i'm not that good a golfer (laughs) (laughs) 
We'll give you two mulligans. You can just pay for as many as you want. How's that? It, that that sounds great, Bob. Bob, tell tell them the number again. They can call or text if they want want info or want to enter. Call or text me at 701-866-9086. And again, if, if uh, any single players are open wanting to play, this is men or women. Uh, ladies don't hesitate to, to want to play it, but even singles will find a team for you one way or another. Um, but again, $75 per person, then includes your steak fry dinner uh, and a drink ticket at Gilbert DFW after the round. Hey, thanks so much, Bob. We appreciate that. You bet. All right. Have a great day. You bet. You Moorhead Casey's Golf Scramble. Well, this wraps up today's 10-minute tour. Every day, sorry, yes, every day on Real Presence Live. So if you'd like to have your event featured, call Brandon at 877-795-0122, and we'd be happy to feature it. Well, coming up next, Dr. Carol Brown is going to share an amazing mission of the Sioux Spiritual Center. And later, Earl LaPlante will share about his craft of restoring statues in the New Ulm area. Real Presence Live will continue right after this. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Beginning July 1st, each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priests will offer prayers for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we'll hear the beautiful stories of faith from listeners like you. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosier, your host today. It's our last half hour of the show. It's going fast, Aaron. It really is. Yeah, but we're doing a nice job, I think. boy, Getting some nods from Aaron as he's busy pushing buttons and sliding faders. <laughs> this is great. Well, our next guest is Dr. Carol Brown. She's here to talk about the Sioux Spiritual Center. Welcome, Dr. Brown. Thank- Thanks so much. It's good to be with you. Absolutely. And if I remember right, this is, you're the Diocese of Rapid City, correct? That's correct, yes. We're way out in the middle of nowhere, though. We're nowhere near uh, Rapid City itself. We still have 100 miles to go once you get here. So That's all right. We, we know about... I'm from uh, northwestern North Dakota, so I know about the big, vast expanses within the diocese, right? Yes, indeed, yes. <laughs> but it gives, gives us a great opportunity to do so many special things that we can't in the more urban areas. Before we get into the Sioux Spiritual Center, tell us a little bit about your background and how you became involved, Dr. Brown. Okay. Well, I'm from this area. I'm, mm-hmm. I grew up in Faith, South Dakota. Uh, my parents have a ranch there, and um, I've been involved in ministry my whole life, so that's taken me to some pretty cool places around the world. I uh, lived in Ohio for about 10 years, uh, lived in Austria for a year, lived in Ireland for almost eight years, and then most recently was uh, involved in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. And um, in 2017, I believe it was, I learned that the... Um, directorship of the Sioux Spiritual Center was, was going to be coming open, and I was really interested in it, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't apply at the time. It just didn't seem like the right time. And then the job came open again at a time when it was really actually ideal, and uh, the, both because of the opportunity to be close to my parents, but also because I've always loved this place. My, my grandparents used to live about two miles down the creek from here, and so I actually spent a lot of time here as a young person. Uh, and I had said to Father Hatcher, the former director, when I was in my young adulthood, I said, if there's ever a spot for a layperson out there, I'd sure love to work out there. So when the opportunity came up uh, for a layperson to, to be the director, I, I jumped on it. So it's been it's been just a wonderful gift to be here so far. I've been here for about a, a little over a year now. Come mm, full circle, coming back home. That's kind of nice, That's isn't right. it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's been great. It's been great. And uh, I believe specifically you work with the Lakota people. Is that is that true? Mostly for this the Sioux Spiritual Center. That is the primary mission mm-hmm. of the center. However, the the mission of the center has expanded uh, just this past year uh, when the um, when the Jesuits left. And uh, so so let, maybe I can just give you a little background. Please on the, do. How the center came to mm-hmm. be. So in the in the 1970s, there was a man named Louis Freiberg who owned the, the this big ranch out here, and it had a little church on it that the neighbors used to come to, called St. Patrick's Catholic Church, built in 1918. And uh, in fact, my great great grandparents helped to build that as well. Anyway, he was concerned about what was going to happen to the church and the cemetery, and uh, so he decided to carve out a piece and give it to the diocese. And it just so happened that at that same time, the Jesuits were looking for a place to create <coughs> for. Uh, place off the reservation to do uh, formation with Native American people from around the five dioceses, this, or not five dioceses, but the five reservations. Mm-hmm. This, this place is about equidistant from all of the, all of the places where the Jesuits were serving uh, Native folks. And so, uh, so that's what they did. They, they built this beautiful uh, log cabin uh, building out here, and, um, and it kind of grew over the years. It now has uh, 15 bedrooms and 29 beds and a big dining room, and it's, it's just a beautiful place. Uh, and uh, so for 40 years, that's been its its primary mission. Uh, in uh, 2017, though, the, the Jesuits had to kind of size up their manpower against all the apostolates they were trying to run, and like many um, 
like many religious orders, they've they've struggled with their vocational situation as well, and and just realized they didn't have enough men to to cover everything, and so they decided to uh, to return this this uh, apostolate to the diocese. So the, the, it went back to the diocese in in the fall of 2017, and. Um, uh, in 2018, they, the, the board decided that the, the place wasn't being maximized, really. It, 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 um, it was serving still the needs of Native American uh, Catholics, the spiritual needs of Native American Catholics, but um, uh, there was still potential to be uh, developed here, and they felt that it would be good for the center and good for the diocese and really good for the church if, um, if, if others had access to it, too. Uh, so it's no longer exclusively for the use of Native American Catholics, but it, that is still our primary and our special mission. Um, so does that make sense? It's, it's it still does. It has a primary mission to serve the spiritual needs of Native American Catholics, but uh, we also are developing other areas of ministry like Ignatian retreats and um, healing, inner healing prayer retreats, and different, as well as personal retreats. Uh, so it's a... It's a beautiful place to get off the grid and come and get close to the Lord and, uh, you know, um, regroup if you need to, you know. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Dr. Carol Brown about the Sioux Spiritual Center, their mission and what they do. And in addition, as she mentioned, the primary mission to the Lakota people. You you talked a little about the retreats and some different kinds. Tell us a little more about the retreats. Yeah, so um, the, the the center is available for people to book their own retreat if they want to come and, and run a retreat, like for their parish or something like that. We we as a staff don't necessarily control all the programming. Obviously, we want the programming to be in, in uh, conformity with our own mission. Uh, but uh, but any parish group or or Knights of Columbus group or or you know ladies group can come here and and have a put on their own retreat, basically, if they want to. But we also have a, a number of different things that we offer. So one of them is in the area of um, the Ignatian retreats, the, the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And we're, we're working on developing a variety of different uh, approaches to that. One of them would be the preached retreat, which would be three or four days, where you come down and you have, you know, we have myself or someone else uh uh, basically giving talks on various uh, Ignatian themes, which are super helpful in the practical realities of the, um, the developing the spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Um, then we would have uh, the opportunity for the eight-day Ignatian retreat, which is where you take a, a longer stretch of time and you, uh, you dive into a deeper meditation on the Gospel. This would be a silent retreat, uh, where you you have homework uh, for each of the you know maybe three or four hours a day that you'd be it, uh, going deep with the Lord into some passage of scripture or some Ignatian uh, exercise and meeting with the spiritual director once a day. We're we're trying to do that once or twice a year now, and um, our hope is that in uh, within the next couple of years that we will be also be able to offer the thirty day Ignatian retreat. We are. Uh, in the process of of uh, developing a, a couple of sites for potential um, uh, self-contained uh, cabins uh, where a person could make a thirty day retreat, even if there were something else going on in the big house, um, a person could still have solitude and silence and be able to make make the thirty day. That's kind of the Cadillac version of the sure. Ignatian exercises. So we're not there yet. Um, I'm actually uh, going to be going to be. Um, uh, making the 30-day myself in order to get in shape to do that, to, mm-hmm. to lead the 30-day. Um, 
but uh, but anyway, so th- that's a, a major area of retreat development that we're working on. Sure. And then sure. we also have a, a, a retreat called the Inner Healing Prayer Retreat. We have uh, Dr. Claire Tenike who helps us with that. That's kind of a uh, you know four day retreat of of kind of healing of memories uh, type retreat. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I have a little workshop that I do called Jumpstart, which is a figure out your mission in life type retreat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a as a series of gift inventories where you uh, you work through where, what are your very best, strongest areas of gifting, and then you work out a mission statement from that. And that can be done at any time. Uh, anytime we can get 10 or more people together, we can run a jumpstart retreat. So oh, Wonderful. Um, yeah, so, so there's a lot of opportunity. It's kind of a, a beautiful uh, canvas that we're working with here, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're also working on, on developing uh, the possibility of some grieving-type retreats uh, mm-hmm. for folks that have been through uh, serious loss. Uh, and um, so, uh, so, so it's all kind, of, all kind of in the works. We also have a, a thing called a, a recovery retreat, a 12-step recovery retreat, which definitely has a native flair to it. Uh, and uh, we do that four or five times a year out Wonderful. here. Wonderful. So. Dr. Carroll, we have just a minute left. Can you tell us two things? You call it the Garden of Eden. Tell us about that, and then how can people help if they want to? In one minute, please. Okay, thank you so much. So uh, I I call it a Garden Garden Mm -hmm. of Eden. Its actual name in in Lakota is the place between heaven and earth. Mm. And it really is. When you drive onto the grounds, it's just, uh, you know, there's kind of a long... uh, gravel driveway that comes down here 13 miles of gravel road and then and then all of a sudden you drop down into this little valley and it's just a stunning little and, and the peace that washes over you is just extraordinary Beautiful. if people wanted to help there were a couple things you could do we're trying to build a small donor base uh people that would be willing to give 25 or 30 dollars a month uh and you can do that by jumping on our website and there's a, a place on the front page that says uh, support this ministry. We'd be so grateful for anyone who would uh, help us with that. We need to get 100 to 150 people together who would be willing to give 25 to $50 a month. And then the other thing is we're working on a, uh, a matching grant we got from the Catholic Extension Society. They are going to give us $20,000 if we can match it to replace our aging windows. We have 40-year-old windows here that are uh, very much in need of replacement, and so some, some refurbishment is in order. Wonderful. And we would be so appreciative of any, any gift in that area. So. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Carol Brown, thanks so much for being with us and sharing about the Sioux Spiritualist Center. It sounds like a great apostolate for you. It is. And uh, just to mention the website, www.sioussspiritualcenter.org. I, I, I googled Sioux Spiritualist Center and you came right up. Thanks so much, Dr. Carol. You're welcome. Thanks All right. for having me. You betcha. Okay. Coming up, you won't want to miss Earl LaPlante and how he puts God's gifts to good use. Coming up next. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Beginning July 1st, each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor, and each week we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com to honor your father today. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. 
For details, check out BuiltUponArockFest.com. BuiltUponArockFest.com. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A and B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. Beginning next week, we'll bring you Real Presence Live five days a week with new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priests will offer prayers for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we'll hear the beautiful stories of faith from listeners like you. It's Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 Central, beginning Monday, July 1st. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our last segment of the day. We'd like to thank Dr. Carol Brown for sharing about the Sioux Spiritual Center in this preceding segment. And now we would like to join Earl LaPlante from the Diocese of New Ulm. Welcome, Earl. Oh, good to, good to be with you. Is the sun shining down there in New Ulm, Earl? It's beautiful and it's dry. Ah, Not much humidity. There you go. I, I like that. I really do. Have you guys had enough rain down there? We have so much rain that it's still running out of the hillside. Okay, well, it's good that it's dry then. That's wonderful. That's one for God provides. Well, Earl, yes. tell, tell, us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, as I said, my name is Earl LaPlante. I'm a lifelong resident of New Orleans, born and raised here. And I did, I'm a, my parish is the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity. Mm -hmm. And when I went to school, it was just called Holy Trinity, and then it was a cathedral in 1957. Wow. That was was way before you were born, though, Earl, right? (laughs) <laughs> oh yes, it was. Yeah, the school itself probably was the nineteen or eighteen hundreds. Wow! <laughs> so that's when they pretty well started the school and the church. Okay, okay. Well, that's great. Well, Earl, you've got a very unique gift. Uh, you saw that you have some great, great statues around there, and you saw that some of them needed some repair. Tell us how you got started doing that. Well, you know, we have what's called the Way of the Cross. Mm-hmm. And it's really unique because it's one of the few in the United States that oh, really? are like this. There's mm-hmm. many stations of the cross, right? But this one is very unique. Tell it us about it. It was actually built in 1903. Started in 1903 by the Sisters of Christian Charity. I may have the name a little wrong, but it's close. Mm-hmm. And they started it actually with the help of Father Burkhold. And they also started the first hospital. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a farm in the same area there, right in town, and it was uh, what I'll call a retirement home. So those people helped, you know, do the farming, and one day they had this idea to start the Way of the Cross. So the Way of the Cross here, there's 14 stations, of course, but there's another one in the beginning that's called the Agony of the Garden. These are individual niches on the hillside. It's a path, pathway that leads up the hill to a chapel. And at the top there, they also built this uh, chapel, and the nuns took a lot of part in that by wheeling in wheelbarrows the stones and the bricks up to the where the workers were actually building the niches. Wow. And in 1903 and 04, they imported the statuary from Bavaria. And so they're very unique, Mm -hmm. you know, in the way they're shaped and so forth. Because where they were made in Bavaria, they really went to school and dedicated their studies mostly to look at the facial expressions and the muscle tone and the fingers, you know, how they look. So they look very lifelike, mm-hmm. really unique. That, that's so, w- oh, Go ahead, go ahead. And that's really why we, we looked at them. Actually, see, I started on the Way of the Cross board, oh, about 10 years ago. It's a volunteer group. Mm-hmm. And they took it over because the bishop at the time, it was so overgrown because of lack of use over the years, you had to actually duck to walk on the pathway. Oh, wow. So he said, you either t- uh, fix it up or tear it down. Mm-hmm. Well, then the Knights of Columbus decided to take it over, and they cleaned it up pretty well. But you know how a volunteer group, a group after a while, it starts petering out mm-hmm. and less people take uh, a hold of it? Right. So an individual group started over, and we just call ourselves volunteers. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And we started uh, this little committee, and one day the pastor, well, that was like I said, I've been on this about 10 years, and then five years later, I, I was voted chairman of the board. I can't imagine why. Congratulations. I was. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And, <laughs> so uh, you, you are the institution then. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and, and then, in, uh, oh, it was about five years ago, Monsignor John Richter. Mm-hmm. He was a pastor at the cathedral. He told me one day, he took me aside, and he says, you know, the statues need some work. And I said, well, why? They look okay to me. The problem is, too many times we look at them, but we don't really see them. Mm-hmm. So based on what he said, I, I took a look at him, and I did see what he meant. His statuary was actually redone about 15 years ago but they were only airbrushed over the existing. Uh. Well, what we did then, as a committee, I said, you know, I want to get on the National Register, which Mm -hmm. is a kind of stunned some people. They were all for it, but it had been tried 20 years ago and failed. Okay. So we contacted the Midwest Art Conservation Center because we need some direction on what to do and how to do it, instead of just going in there with a paintbrush, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. So their recommendation was to have have them stripped completely of paint and so forth. Well, that person decided to leave with her husband to go overseas because of his job, 
but she recommended a place in St. Louis, Missouri. So we contacted them. They actually drove up here, picked them up with two vans, and uh, drove them back in last October. And what they did, they stripped the paint off completely so they could get back to as close as possible to the original paint from 1904. Mm-hmm. Well, we received them here approximately one month ago, three, four weeks ago. And there was a delay because of the weather. You know, okay. We had to make sure everything was right. And also we wanted to repaint the insides of the niches also. Because over the years they painted over that with a different colored paint. Mm-hmm. So we were able to get back to the original paint also, and we had new windows made also, and that's in the process of being installed now. So because of the great artistic knowledge that they had in St. Louis, I think it was Lasting Impressions is the name of that company, and they did a, just a beautiful job. It's it's immaculate how they look. <laughs> so... We're finally back on the road again to make sure that this site is going to be a real visitor's destination in the future. That's my goal. So great. You know, you, you can't imagine how much I appreciate you actually calling to get the word out there too. Oh, our pleasure. We're talking with Earl Laplante from the Diocese of New Ulm about the Way of the Cross and and I have I looked at some pictures of, of what you're saying, and, and I want to encourage our listeners. This is not just the Stations of the Cross. What I'm looking at is uh, nice concrete steps with, with rocks, the 10, 15 feet along the sides. It looks like the cobblestone pathway. And then there are these niches with several steps up to the statues uh, themselves, right? That, that's kind of what these, what these out, out, outcroppings are, right? Yes, yes, it is. Wow. And it, it, again, it looks beautiful. You've, you've restored the statues. Everything is nice along the path. Um, so you wanted to be in the National Registry. Tell us about this. Are you guys on the National Registry now then? Well, in August, I believe it's August 19th okay. or so, we, do, we will be going with a group to the Twin Cities, and that's when the Minnesota Historical Society will be voting on this. Okay. And from what I'm told, it's almost a definite thing. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely and I emphasize extremely rare that a site like this would ever get on the National Register. Mm-hmm. So when the Minnesota group approves it, it will go to the National Park Service. Okay. And they almost never turn it down. So in October, we're definitely praying to get our letter in the mail. And I hope we get a plaque with it, too, to put up, you know, because sure. we're going to be pretty proud of this happening. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, you've worked very hard for it, and I'm sure you've prayed very hard for this as well. And what a great, great, wonderful work and inspiration. Uh, mm. we got about one minute left, Earl. Anything else you'd like our listeners to know? Well, what we're actually doing then, you know, you don't just do one thing at a time. Right. Well, no, I take that back. You do one thing at a time. <laughs> and you do it well. <laughs> but you don't call it the end. Right. So we're in the process now. I'm, I'm in the process now, for the, with the committee's help, we're going to put together either a five-year or a 10-year plan. Okay. Because there's a lot of work to do, and you can't do it all at once. And by having a five- or 10-year plan, you can take it one step at a time, and then you make sure that this restoration process continues. Mm -hmm. 
because, like, for instance, the chapel, the steeple, it's pretty old. You know, right. It's over 100 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's starting to show some wear and tear. Right. So we will be checking with the historical society to say this is what we want to do. They will approve it, and then we can start looking at the right contractors. Because you can't just go out there and pick out anybody out of the phone book and say, do this for us. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't work that way. We need to keep everything in the, in the same shape that it was, you know, 100 years ago. That's, that's my goal. Right, and you can see, I mean, you have great experience because you knew a time when this went into disrepair, and you know the importance of keeping up the, the maintenance, and so making sure that things stay that way. So, Earl, we want to thank you so much mm-hmm. for your dedication to this project, and we want to encourage our listeners, if they're ever near New Ulm or leafing through the National Registry maybe in a, a few months, that they'll see yes. the Way of the Cross and be inspired to go. Yeah, and they can also go on Way of the Cross, New Orleans, Minnesota. Okay. Just put that on the website, and it'll bring up many different areas to look at on the Way of the Cross. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Earl. We appreciate your time. You're very welcome. All right. God bless you. Bye now. Okay. Wow, Dr. Breen. There's the show, huh? Dr. Breen. I have never been called that before. Really? How about mm. Reverend Breen? Mm, not quite. How about get your over here? That I have Okay, gotten. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, anyway, Aaron, hey, that, thanks for a great show. Why don't you preview what's coming up for us on the next Real Presence Live? Absolutely. Tomorrow's show will be awesome. We're going to have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Tim Smith live in Sioux Falls. We have the pleasure of speaking with the Perpetual Adoration Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament mm. on how they were called to this beautiful community. Father uh, Smith will then take your calls during Straight Talk. We'll also have someone to talk about an upcoming family camp in the Diocese of Duluth, and it's fun for the whole family. Nice. We'll also talk with someone from the NDSU Newman Center on building the new Newman oh, Center. yeah. I saw so we're that. really looking forward to a great show tomorrow. That sounds awesome. Of course, next week we go times five every week, right? All day, Monday through Friday. Wow. That, that's going to be amazing. Nonstop for you. Absolutely. Actually, it's not all day. It's that 9 to 11 Still, central. Though, those of us that are in the biz know there's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that goes into it. You're not just here 9 to 11. You got it. <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Aaron. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, that is our show for today. We really want to thank our listeners and everyone. We want to thank our guests, uh, Father Thomas Galerno. He was did a great job talking about prayer and healing. Of course, thanks for pa- Father Paul Dukesher for doing Straight Talk with us, Eric Gallagher, Dr. Carol Brown, and Earl LaPlante. Uh, as again, please pray for Real Presence Radio as we do go five times per week, Real Presence Live starting next week. And uh, if I can go back to one theme, that golden rule, that's the law and the prophets, love, love, love. Sometimes it's not easy to do, but true love, true love is a choice and not a feeling. So thank you so much. We appreciate it. And we will see you next time on Real Presence Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central. 
the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.